Hello and welcome to another episode of A Dash of Science. I'm your host, Chris. With me today is Derek, and we're going to get down and discuss the ideas and the mindsets behind conspiracy theories and those who believe in them. We'll get a little bit into cognitive biases, a little bit into the ideas behind the uh, conspiracy theories themselves, and, and why people believe in them. So this is to top off our November random topic month uh, as we get ready to prepare for our new format starting December, where we kind of try and stick to a singular topic over the course of the month. But until then, I hope you enjoy our show. Welcome to another episode of A Dash of Science. Uh, I'm your host, Chris. With me is my co-host, Derek, from Bold Guy TV. Uh, how you doing today? Or tonight, I uh, guess. Not too bad. How you doing, Chris? How's um, everything? I'm doing all right. I'm pretty tired. I did. Uh, I run a rocketry club here locally, and we did our launch today. So I was out at uh, 8.30 this morning. We stayed out till 2.30, which is probably the longest time oh, we've wow. been out there uh, in the hot desert here, even in... Uh, even in November, it gets pretty warm out there. I'm sunburnt. I don't know if you can see if you're watching, but <laughs> it's, uh, but yeah, we had, uh, one of my members tried to go for their level one certification, uh, for high powered rocketry today and it went catastrophic. Uh, it was oh, that, amazing to watch, <laughs> but, uh, fortunately for him, it means he didn't get his certification. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah. So what do you so, have to do? Do they have to recertify? Yeah. So for level one certification, all you what you really got to do is you got to build a rocket uh, that's capable of withstanding uh, those forces, and then you've got to launch uh, an H or an I motor successfully and safely recover it without any damage. Uh, and his blew ah. up uh, halfway up and during the ascent, um, <laughs> raining oh, down wow. rocket parts on bystanders. Oh, Nobody man. was hurt, uh, but I picked up his uh, rocket, helping him pick it up, and when I took up the, the, the motor casing, uh, I realized that the ejection charge hadn't got off, so it's live black powder on the top of a hot oh. motor, so I threw that really far, Ooh. waited, dumped some water Ooh. on it. Luckily, that didn't go off in my hand, so uh, all my digits, so that's good. <laughs> But that's yeah. always good to come out unscathed. Yeah, you know, we haven't had any injuries yet, so uh, knock on wood. <laughs> but uh, let's see. So today, today we are talking about conspiracies, but not like everybody talks about conspiracies. We're not going to get too deep into the conspiracy themselves. We're going to talk about the people who believe in conspiracies and kind of the psychology behind that. Uh, we did a show with a, uh, a friend of mine uh, several, actually several months ago now, uh, about cognitive biases. And we kind of touched on some of those biases that are related to what we're going to be talking about uh, on this show. So if you guys haven't listened to that, you should go back and check that out. Uh, that's pretty good and informative. I talk with a uh, uh, person who is a major in psychology, works in, in counseling and, and helping people and stuff like that. So it's a pretty good show. But tonight, we're going to talk about how that applies to kind of uh, conspiracy theories. So now, I, I think if I recall, you you kind of like conspiracy theories, right? Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, what's kind of what's your history with with the conspiracy theories? What what's what what draws well, you into them? Well, my my thing is I, what draws me into a conspiracy theory is I try to find conspiracy fact. Okay. So, um, theories okay, but then I get then then I then I come to people like you, or or, or myself, <laughs> and then I want then I want the science behind it. Right. Because I mean I know we've discussed different things, uh, conspiracy theory wise, and then you brought 
science fact to it, and then it makes me rethink. Mm -hmm. So I don't go full force in and say, yes, you know, a conspiracy theory, this is how it is, and this happened. It's me personally, um, I look at, I'm looking for the other angles, I guess. Right, right. That makes sense. And it's hard because with a conspiracy theory, like some conspiracies have been proven true, right? Like over the years, uh, I've got, I kind of made a list of like examples here because some of them are pretty far out. So like the first one that comes to mind is the, the CIA mind control experiments project, uh, MK ultra. Have you heard of that? Oh yeah. Almost definitely. I mean, that's, uh, I mean, that is acknowledged by the CIA that that happened in 1950 to 1973. And we're talking like full on chemicals, electrotherapy. There was sexual assault and sexual abuse going on back then. And and nobody ever got in trouble for it. And during the time when people were talking about this or like, oh, you're just paranoid. Right. Uh, I I got a thing up here from uh, from CIA that talks about their uh, releasing of paperwork on this project. Like, Like I said, this is a CIA acknowledged uh, at the time, conspiracy theory, but like you said, conspiracy fact, right? Let's see. Uh, the Hitler assassination attempts, uh, Operation Valkyrie. I mean, they made a movie about that. It, I mean, that really happened with the, with the briefcase bombs, you know, uh, and stuff like that. Uh, military acts of terrorism in the U.S. Now, this is one that has come up a lot lately because I'm not sure if you saw some of the documentation released uh, in the JFK stuff recently. Uh, discussed that several plans were made to perform acts of terrorism on U.S. soil and uh, frame innocent people who would be under this plan uh, uh, found guilty and and sentenced for this stuff. Uh, Luckily, these plans were all turned down by JFK, uh, but they existed, right? So we, we didn't do it, at least that case, but legitimately that documentation, official documentation is out there and has been released. Uh, what else do we got? Uh, so is that so? So it's released, like you said, conspiracy fact. Mm-hmm. But we're still calling it a conspiracy. But well, when you have documents showing. Well, I mean, that comes down to what a conspiracy is, right? So conspiracy right. is essentially just people working behind the scenes to do something secretly. So there's right. nothing inherent about the word conspiracy that means that it's that it's either. It doesn't mean that it's going to happen. It doesn't mean that it really exists. It doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. It doesn't mean that it wasn't sanctioned. It just means that it's done in secret, right? Right. So uh, there's, I mean, and it's not just government. Like there was the, the White Sox scandal back in 1919. If you're a sports fan, uh, I had to look this up. Apparently, they deliberately lost the game, which was the story behind Eight Men Out, uh, which they also made a movie, which was the prequel to Field of Dreams, if you're a movie buff. Uh, let's see the CIA heart attack gun. Have you heard of that one? I, that one does sound familiar. So this was from, I've never, I've, I'll go ahead. Uh, this is from 1975. So, uh, a guy by the name of church actually brought a lot of stuff to, to bear from the CIA. One of these things was a heart attack gun that was essentially frozen water. And, uh, I think it was shellfish. Uh, yeah. Shellfish toxin. Uh, and he brought the physical gun with him to Congress to show this off. And so we know that that existed and we know that they were using it. They were told to stop using it. Some people have a conspiracy that they are still using it now. And how do you say, well, no, I mean, we were using it in secret and they did catch us and we were totally busted and they told us to stop, but now we're not right. Uh, well, it's, it's, well, I was going to say like MK ultra the same mm-hmm. same type of thing has right. it really stopped or is it under a different program name and so 
this is where you start. This is the seed. This is the seed of right. where conspiracy starts because you cannot say, I mean, all these people that were claiming that this stuff happened at the time, right? Uh, were were treated like they were being nuts, like they were, you know, schizophrenic or mental or delusional or whatever. So I'm not here to say that if if people believe in conspiracy theory that there's something wrong with them. Because there's, I find usually in most, I'm not going to say all because there's some crazy conspiracy theories out there, right? But in a lot of them, there's a seed of truth that they always start with, right? So I think that's kind of... That's kind of an interesting thing to keep in mind when we're talking about conspiracy theories. So uh, what are some of your top uh, conspiracy theories that are going on today? I th- think a lot of them are uh, are uh, uh, over in the Middle East, what's happening over there, and why why things are at war, obviously. Right. Yeah, that's and, a uh, big one. That one, and I still think we're having... Uh, have a lot of uh, still still having well, see it like I said on the, we talked about in the last show a lot of UFO sightings are getting squished but they're still on YouTube like I said if you look you still see conspiracies of why they're being squished and that's sure. the thing too well here's my biggest thing with UFO stuff right I mean what does UFO stand for unidentified flying object right there is nothing about that that is inherently alien right true and unless you know what it is like if you say it's aliens it's no longer unidentified in my mind you've identified right. it as alien true. and so i don't i i absolutely believe there's a lot of ufo sightings because anything you don't know what that is that's a ufo sighting and as we talked right. about last time you know there's meteors there's pieces of space sure. junk falling there's you know uh secret research i mean i leave live by Edwards Air Force Base, which is a top secret Air Force uh, flight testing center, right? So like they test the F-35s here, they tested the B-1s, the B-2s out here. When the public did not know what those were, and I tell you, have you ever seen a stealth bomber flying? Yes, actually I have. When you don't see that at the right angle to identify it, it looks weird. I thought that there was a rocket flying very slowly yeah. because I saw it at an angle from the side and that thing is so skinny from a distance, uh, it but is. it's massive. So, I mean, it's, it's stuff like that. So who knows where all that stuff is uh, or, or what all of it is or, or, you know, whatever. I have my own reasons on why I don't think uh, any of them are aliens and it has more to do with the, the uh, kind of the probability of aliens existing, being able to get here. Something that I think we're, I'll save to talk more about during uh, the couple of weeks where we get more into into aliens and outer space and, and space exploration. Right, right. But uh, just there's other reasons why I don't buy into that for, for me. But so I was looking at, I wanted to see what kind of the top 10 conspiracy theories were that are going on either today or that have just been persistent over time. So I've got a list here I, I like to read to you. So number one is... Secret group controlling the world, right? I'm sure you've heard of many of this. I know you've, you've right. You've, ta- you've talked about the the Bilderberg Group and and uh, the uh, oh the Rothschilds. Uh, it's not always the same group. I mean, there's Illuminati, there's right. Freemasons, the globalists. I've even heard the Jewish people are ruling the world, right? Uh, so just some some conspiracy theory that some major group somewhere behind closed doors has all the consolidated power in the world. Uh, so that's right. that's what I found to be the number one spread conspiracy theory uh, of today and has been persistent since the late 1700s when groups like the Illuminati actually existed, right? So number two, and I thought this was funny that this is still up there. Uh, President Obama wasn't born in the U.S. He's a Muslim. 
Uh, oh, that's funny. <laughs> I never really thought people believed this. I thought it was just like mudslinging, but apparently, like people are really—I would almost say—devout about this this mindset that that President Obama wasn't born in, in the U.S. and and he's a secret Muslim. And I look back, you know, I guess that's a good scare tactic while uh, President Obama was president. But in looking back at his presidency, like if he was a secret Muslim. He did a shitty job of doing whatever secret Muslim agenda there was overall, right? I mean, <laughs> overall, I'm not saying that he's a great or bad president, but if he was trying to push forth a secret Muslim agenda, I didn't I didn't see it. Did you see it? I don't know. <laughs> nope. nope. Uh, <laughs> I always uh, thought that one was kind of uh, way out there. Right, right. Uh, so number three on the list, uh, 9-11, uh, inside job. That's pretty prevalent uh, even you know at this point. I would say that the longer the time goes by, the more mythical that event uh, becomes. And I actually just realized something the other day. My son is 13 years old. He is learning about 9-11 in history, and he was not alive when it happened. And that just, it's crazy. I mean, the, the time just blows by, right? You know, you know what that means? Chris? Yeah, it means you're getting old. <laughs> yeah, exactly. no, I'm already there. You're getting. <laughs> <laughs> but so the farther we get away from it, I feel like people are just like I see otherwise intelligent, rational people who are fully invested in these ideas of all these things. And and I don't want to get too much into right, wrong, bad, different, whatever. Because I just want to you know mention that this exists. But it just it blows my mind how 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 involved people get into this, right? Well. You know, I was reading an article, and I was telling you this before we went on, went live. Is uh, there was a called the fascinating psychology of conspiracy theories, and there's one quote that says they did a study, and it says once you buy into the first conspiracy theory, the next one seems that much more plausible. Yeah, that's what they found in the study they did. Uh, yeah, I that believe that. Get into this. They're like snowballs, basically. Sure. I mean, it, it all plays on several of the biases, and once you've see. I think another kernel, so we talked about one kernel of these is is that one, legitimate conspiracies have been found and come out. I think another one is a general distrust uh, of authority and government, right? And, and so when you are looking for proof and evidence that these things don't happen, generally these things are coming from that group that you have already associated a mistrust for, right? So if you believe that there's some sort of CIA or military DOD conspiracy, the only people that have the evidence that that isn't true is the military, the government, the CIA. So you're not going to believe them when they say, no, that's not true, right? Or, you know, if you if uh, you think that global warming, climate change is a sham, well, uh, the only people that can definitively tell you if climate change is correct or true and accurate based on science is a climate scientist. So if you've said from the start that you think climate scientists are lying and they're just, you know, shills to throw that word out there, you're never going to believe them no matter what evidence they bring to the table. So it's kind of self-perpetuating in that in that regard, I think. But, even, but you know, like most conspiracy theorists are, um, even when you're told, even though it could be science fact, you're still going to, there's still going to be that non-believing majority. You know what right. I mean? And, and that's what I was because saying. how is, do I know, me being not a scientific person, how would I know if I was being told the truth or not? I would never know. Because, I'm a layman, I don't know. Well, see, and then that's the thing is you have to you have to build up trust in an authority on a subject, 
not you don't have to, but that's what we do as people. Right, right. When right. you don't understand you. something, you have to decide who's the authority on this that you're going to trust. And the authority on climate science are is climate scientists. So if you've already decided from the onset that you don't trust them, then there's there's never going to be a way that a climate scientist can prove to you that what they are saying right. is correct. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's there's going to be that group that it's not going to mm-hmm. they're not going to, you know, they're going to they're going to say, well, you know, they probably work for the government. Then you're back to that again. Exactly. Uh, and then oh, but I, I know what you're saying. I, I get what you're saying. Also, I was just looking at the other side. No, you're absolutely right. And a part of that comes to also is, so skepticism is a real and important thing. Science is based on skepticism. However, real skepticism ends when you reach evidence, right? When you reach legitimate evidence, you don't continue to question walls of evidence. That's If you do that, you're no longer being a skeptic, right? You're being a denier. And that's kind of the line. And so you have to be careful with how far you continue the questioning in, in anything, not just in science, in anything, right? So if I come to you and I bring you proof that what you're saying are wrong, and then you start coming up with, you know, asinine or ridiculous or far-reaching, very out there, either not possible, not probable, or extremely unlikely reasons on why this could be this, when the reason I'm giving you is legitimately a logical, likely reason you that's not being skeptical anymore. That's being a denier. Uh, and, and I feel like not a lot of people grasp that. They think that being a skeptic is just always asking questions. It's not really. It's not always. There's there's a line. Right. Well, it makes sense. You know, there's they did a study on that, too, about skepticism. And where they had talked about was the measure of trust. And mm-hmm. it goes back to what you were saying a little while ago. You know, the 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 source of the information coming, how trustworthy or how much you trust them, that, that would determine how you're going to react as a conspiracy fact or theory or whatever you want to call it, science fact. Yeah, pretty much. I don't care about the state of art. Everything I cared about is falling apart. Don't want to hear about the new design. I don't mind if I get left behind. Hey, are you enjoying the show, but you heard us say something that you didn't think was quite right? Or maybe you got a great response to you that you just got to say? Or maybe you want to be involved in the sidebars and the tangents that we get off on that get cut for time or because they weren't quite on content? Or maybe you just have a question to ask us about the topic that we're talking about? Well, now you can. You can join us for our live recordings at twitch.tv slash physicistchris. You can go there right now and follow us and get a notification anytime we go live. Or you can plan to join us on Friday evenings between 7 and 8.30 p.m. Pacific time. Now, let's get back to the show where we talk more about conspiracy theories, the top 10 conspiracy theories in the United States, and the minds of those who believe them. So when I was talking about the list earlier of, of common conspiracies, yeah. I, I really wanted to get to number four on this list because it blows my mind more than anything else on this list. And this, I'm sure you've heard of it. This is Lizard people or reptilians are running the world. Well, you know, I have this coffee grinder. No, it's okay. <laughs> you know, anyway, yeah, I've heard that one a lot. I don't. I, I didn't look into this. Did you ever? Where did this even start? Do you know offhand? Uh, it was leaked, I believe. I think it it spiraled. Spir- spiraled. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that word there. Um, I think it came from uh, what was his name. We know the the alien. Uh, he worked out at Area Fifty One. I think it snowballed, and someone published the Alien Handbook. I think that's what it was called of the different species, 
and started getting, I think, the reptilians. And if you go on YouTube, you can see a bunch of uh, videos where it shows, like, Hillary Clinton's eyes, like, um, when she blinks, it's, to the, it's like a lizard lizard eyes. It's, I think it's just spawned. It's one of those that kind of blew up off the alien conspiracy stuff. Gotcha. And you know, what's fun, what's fun and funny and sad about these things is <laughs> you can make up any weird, strange claim that you yep. want, right? So if you yep. take that, uh, we produce like, I, I'm sure it's petabytes of data a day on the internet and a lot of video. If you go and you, you go with the I guess with the intent of finding things that's going to support your idea, one, you're going to see it everywhere, and two, you're going to find something, right? No matter how ridiculous of a claim that you make, you're going to find stuff if you're looking for it. That's kind of, you know, that's one of those one of those biases. It's kind of a, I guess you'd call it probably a form of confirmation bias, right? Or anytime right. you see right. anything that, that even looks like something you already believe, you're going to give it more weight than the multitudes and volumes of things that, that, that contradict what you're saying. Right. And like you said, it kind of just kind of builds. And like you said, you can go through and you'll find stuff that'll make, make basically make the conspiracy theory, conspiracy fact in your mind. Mm-hmm. Whoever, you know, and like you said, it could be anything. We could be talking about uh, mole rats taking over the world. <laughs> right. And I mean, we might just start at some before you know it, there's going to be mole rat videos dressed up as presidents. And it's all going to be or in your the white. I mean, you know, it could be anything. <laughs> this, this is when that started right here, right now, and it was your fault. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, even Wikipedia, it mm-hmm. has a whole thing on reptilians. I mean, right. the whole thing is, I mean, what reptoids, the whole thing, where it started, it's, it's, and you're right. It's people. You know, we, we know Wikipedia is obviously, you know, a, a site where you can add your own. Sure. And, right, and you, Wikipedia adds relevant stuff in in society right. and in culture, and it right. has become right. a thing in our culture. Right. I'm typing up mole rats right now. <laughs> you're adding mole rats to Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, number five, not too surprising. This is on the list: the JFK assassination. Oh, uh, yeah. And th- I find this interesting because. Uh, this goes into a very specific bias that I I didn't talk about in the previous show that I'd done called proportionality bias. Have you heard of that? No. So proportionality bias is essentially a human beings' uh, tendency tendency to think that big events have big causes, right? So okay. no matter where you stand on the JFK assassination, there's this idea. JFK was the president of the United States, and he was assassinated in broad daylight when lots of things are going on. There is no possible way that it was the act of a lone, deranged gunman, right? So whether or not you believe that, that's this idea. That right. statement is not a a factful statement in that it's it's an opinion. Whether or not it becomes true later on, when you look at an event and you make that conclusion, you're not basing that off of reason or logic. It's it, it comes from this this proportionality bias that this is a big deal. Surely it wasn't because of some random act, right? So I find that interesting. I think that's a lot of big things uh, get kind of mislabeled initially as being something else because of that. What, whatever came of the, uh, the uh, release paperwork, not to get into the whole thing, but uh, I thought somewhere along the, along the road when Trump got the release or released the files that that actually came up that there was a second 
thing. But anyway. Nothing that I saw. After he released the information, the first thing was that of the 4,000 documents, I think all but roughly 90 of them had already been released. They just had some minor redactions. And so they were released without those redactions. So it was only about 90, 99 papers or so that uh, that came out that weren't previously released. And everything that I, I didn't read all of the papers, I kind of read people's summaries, and I didn't actually find anything like that during the first couple of days. What I saw is stuff like that coming up on back-end pages, you know, people that, like legitimately conspiracy theory sites stating right. that uh, these things were this. But it was like a week or two after the papers came out. Like nobody that was doing an initial review of the papers had right. said anything it was just, about it. Was it was just a plausibility. Is that what they were? Yeah. A possibility where it could have. But, you know, if you are going into this already believing that, you're going to start looking for anything that's going to look like evidence that that's the case, right? I mean, that's kind of the entire point of our conversation today is why people right. believe these things. Well, them, them releasing the paperwork just fuels it even more, though. It does. I mean... My honest opinion is until you get to the stage where you can release everything completely undacted, who true. cares? Why bother? That's true. It's just going to fuel more. And, you know, there's just, everybody's going to be like, well, why didn't you release that? Oh, because of national security. Well, like, yeah, that's a legitimate reason. Uh, <laughs> sometimes things have long lasting. If there's some sort of program that's still in operation that's mentioned in one of those papers, you know, they don't want to release that. But Yeah, true. No, it makes sense. Uh, so next one is aliens are communicating with us or otherwise here. I'm not going to get into that because we kind of, we talked a lot about that on the last show uh, by itself, but I mean, that's one of the top 10 currently believed. Uh, next one, your all time favorite and one of my worst nightmares, uh, the moon landing was faked. So, uh, again, we talked about that this last episode, so we don't really need to get into it, but that's number seven on the top 10 conspiracies currently believed. Uh, let's see, what do we got? FDA is withholding the cure for cancer. This is a big one. Uh, it seems to be growing, in my opinion. And I find, even my, my dad believes this. And his reasoning behind this is because, you, you know who Jerry Lewis is, uh, right. I, I assume. So apparently, this is all uh, anecdotal story from my father. I'm not stating any of this is true. I just want to be clear of that from the beginning. Uh he said that uh, a long time ago he was involved in, you know how they used to do those telethons on TV where they do whatever and you'd call in and, and donate money and they'd be right. like a 24-hour thing, you know what I'm talking about? Right. So yep. he was doing one of those uh, to find the cure for cancer. Uh, and in the middle of it, he got really upset and essentially walked off the telethon. He was the host for it. Uh, and never volunteered to do anything for any of the cancer uh, societies again. I don't know if that's true. This is what my dad said. Uh, mm. And in his mind, this was proof, proof, mind you, evidence. Uh, proof and evidence aren't exactly the same thing, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, this was evidence that we had found the cure for cancer. He wanted to announce it. They wouldn't let him, so he got mad and walked off. Hmm. I've not heard that. Me neither. I've never heard that from anybody but my father. But it kind of highlights the mentality uh, that, you know, some of the mentalities that we're talking about, none of that is proof or evidence. That is, you see a thing, you come up with a reason that matches what you already believe, and then that now becomes evidence of what you believe. See, it's possible. Um, I heard 
was a, a year or two, maybe three ago. I don't know. Maybe you heard the same thing where they had found a pot. And this was on the news, mainstream media, mind you, but still it was on the news where they actually found a, I don't want to say a cure, but they found something that was very effective for breast cancer. Mm-hmm. Now I hear nothing. Where did it go? Sure. It, like dissipated. It a lot of that has that was, to do with, with media. Uh, true. I mean, is it just because it's a dead story? Was it killed? Well, I, maybe because, I'll blow your mind know, here. Okay. That? I said maybe maybe I will blow your mind here. Okay. Okay. I did an episode with a cytogeneticist who works in cancer research. Right. Uh, you guys can go back. I believe it's called Science Gets in Your Genes or How Science Gets in Your Genes was the name of the episode. And we talked about sci- uh, cancer. So what most people do not understand is cancer, we frame it as this singular thing, but it's not. Even breast cancer. We talked about this on the show, and I only bring it up because it's relevant here, okay? So there is a very specific breast cancer that affects a very specific part of the tissue of your breast. That cancer is highly reactive to decreasing the amount of estrogen in your system. If you decrease the amount of estrogen, the tumor stops growing, you can cut the tumor out, and as long as you maintain low estrogen, that tumor will never come back. It's a treatment. It's an effective found treatment for breast cancer. However, there are other types of breast cancers that affect the exact same area of the breast tissue that do not care at all about estrogen. You can raise it, you can lower it, you can do whatever you want. It doesn't react. So that's just two different types of breast cancer. Now, there are all sorts of types of cancer that affect all different types of your body, you know, everywhere in your body. There's places that attack the same place but are completely different uh, cancers that that happen for different reasons. And I highly recommend, if you haven't, to go back and listen to that episode because it's really interesting when she gets in and talks about this. So... We have found cures and treatments for very specific types of cancer. And if you look, you know how they talk about, do you have the good cancer or the bad cancer? Well, the good cancer are the cancers that we've found treatments and cures for. The bad cancers are the ones that we haven't. So it's not that we're hiding the cure for cancer. It's that there's no such thing as a cure for cancer, right? So that's really what comes down to that. But most people don't understand that on a medical level and on a science level because in the media, we talk about cancer like it's this singular thing, this singular mechanism. I mean, not all cancer even affects you at the same cellular level. Some of it's on a genetic level. Some of it's on a mitochondrial level. Some of it's on a much more broader level than that, right? The broader it is, the easier it is to treat. When it gets down to like the mitochondrial level and stuff, that stuff is is almost impossible to treat with the technology that we have now. So, you know, maybe, maybe that blew your mind. Maybe you think I'm bullshitting you. I don't know, but... Uh... <laughs> oh no no! I'm just I'm I'm I'm, you know, I mean, your dad probably get along because I I'm, I'm a firm <laughs> believer that there's there's there well, and I've heard it before, conspiracy theorists, whatever. There's no money in healthy people. Oh, but there is money in healthy people. There is money. There is money in maintaining health, right? There is money in. That's true in other countries. That's true. And it, it comes down to the way that we particularly run our government or our healthcare. But you right. got to understand is the United States is one of something like 200 and I think 83 countries that exist right now. Uh, you're telling me that the U.S. pharmacology uh, industry is keeping a hush hush on cures for every type of cancer in the entire world? No, no, no. They got to release some. 
you know, well, it goes into a whole nother thing we 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 talked about earlier. <laughs> right. Top we'll go with the top one, top two percent. Johnson and Johnson can't be where they're at with healthy people. Right. Right. But you know, you, you also got to take one, into consideration. Go ahead. I mean, one pill that uh, you know that helps ease AIDS. What is that? A thousand? How many? How many thousands for one pill was it? Uh, I mean, that you, was that's a whole other show. But sure, I'm uh, that wasn't even a conspiracy though. That was right no, no, out no, in the no. open. This guy bought well, this drug. It was. It was it uh, pharma to... bro, right? That's who you're talking right. about. Yeah, uh, I believe so. But there he, was a few others too. He acquired like, this he drug. It was yeah. the only drug that could do this, uh, and because of the way that our in our country, FDA works, I, and I don't know the details right. of this, so I don't want to say anything that, that's going to be wrong, but essentially the way the details work is there was right. a certain time period that nobody else could make this drug because of, of the laws that we had, and so he bought this drug, and he raised the price from, like, I think it was, like, a dollar a pill right. to, like, seven right. and a half yeah. dollars a pill, yeah. but he did that, like, openly. Like, as soon as he did it, everybody knew. Uh, that was a, a douchebag, and he's, I'm pretty sure, in prison right now for <laughs> <laughs> embezzlement and other stuff not related to that directly. So, you know... Do, you, do I think... I, I I mean, like I said, I don't want to get into it because we're talking about other stuff, but my belief is, yes, I think that we're farther advanced than we're led on to be. As far maybe. As, well, now, I'm, not, I'm not saying there's a cure, but we need... Uh, you mean, this goes back to my conspiracy. We need population control, and people <laughs> need to make money. Sure. But it, it, you said something earlier that I kind of want to touch back. Like, it, it's possible... Absolutely. Damn right. near everything is possible. The question isn't, is it possible? The question is, is it probable? Is it reasonable? Is it more likely than any other solution or answer? And I say no. No, it's not. Make money. I I have to differ on that. But you can make money on cures. Yeah, not as well as you can on... As, what about all the other stuff that we cure? If that, that was the mentality of the of the of the pharmacy industry, then yeah, every other cure that we have wouldn't come out because they could make more money treating it, right? True, but if you're cured, there's no more money to be made. The longer I, you're sick and it, as you pass on because you're going to last long, you're going to mean you, right. can, you can drag it out. So I'm there's not, more money I'm in not dragging. disagreeing that there's more money in dragging something out. Right, I'm saying right. that the fact that there's more money in dragging it out isn't evidence that that's what's going on. Oh, no, I'm not saying there's any. Again, it's a theory, not a fact. <laughs> well, see, you're talking to a scientist, so theory has a meaning oh, know, that isn't. Uh... <laughs> All right, anyway, moving on, moving on. <laughs> I don't care about the state of art. Everything I cared about is falling apart. Don't want to hear about the new design. I don't mind if I get left behind. You're listening to A Dash of Science with Chris and Derek. Now, earlier in the show, we talked about how much data we are creating as a civilization on the internet, and I erroneously said that we are probably generating at least a petabyte of data a day. So I went back and I double-checked that just because I try and be as accurate as possible, and the truth is we actually generate 2.5 exabytes daily on the internet. That is 2,500 petabytes. So I was way off. But anyways, I try and get back to you with things that I think about later that might not be accurate to make sure that you have the truth because that's the way we do things here on A Dash of Science. Now, let's get back to the show. So number nine is another one of my banes uh, that I, I just, I, it drives me up the wall. Uh, chemtrails. 
So being that I live next to an Air Force <laughs> base that does the testing all the time, I, uh, I get it all the time. There's people that blame the way that the Mojave Desert works uh, on chemtrails, right? Uh, it's like, oh, this used to be so beautiful, and all these flowers used to bloom, and now they're not anymore. Uh, and I looked at this person and said, you realize that this part of California has been in a drought for like eight years, right? Like, you don't think that that has something to do with the floral? <laughs> but, you know, whatever. They they it, they come to this, they, they have this idea of why things are going on, and nothing convinces them otherwise. Yeah, that, see, the whole chemtrail thing, I, that's one of those that I'm kind of, I don't know, that's where I need science and proof. Right. You know? And, and, here, and here's the thing. What's that? There's legitimate science and proof of what you're seeing up there. It is a very, very, very basic phenomenon that you can understand at an elementary level about why that forms the way that it does and what it's from. But people, right. they take pictures of planes and they see them bringing off tubes or, you know, like canisters of stuff, having no idea what they are. Well, you know what? There's legitimately cloud seeding. That's a real thing. That happens. Right. That's not chemtrails. <laughs> But, you well, know. maybe that's what they're because I've heard that too. The cloud seeding, you know, mm -hmm. the, the the different chemical. Maybe that's what they're confusing. Oh, I absolutely, and I don't think that they're confusing it. I think they're bogarting it to support their own ah. claims. You know, okay. whether or not it's with an understanding that that's really happening, or they legitimately believe it. I mean, I outside of flat Earth people, I believe that <laughs> everybody believes these conspiracies. Nobody, not very many people, at least, are just being trolls, right? I mean that's what I that's what I believe. Well, yeah, I mean a lot of I mean people think like you said they're taking the seating and making it a whole nother thing. Mhm. Mm Where there's some legitimacy to it, but not the way that they're well the way the conspiracy has snowballed. Right. So cuz I oh, out by Nellis Air Force Base when I was out there, you'd see them all the time out there. Again, we talked about the rockets and all that and and I had people that I worked with because we were right across from the speedway right out there anyway. They would say, look at their they're, they're chemtrails, chemtrails, chemtrails. But yeah. they would talk about the seeding procedure. So you're talking about, <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Or well, they're seeding the clouds for weather. Yep. Anyway. And then, then you get into the whole, this isn't on the list, but the whole weather control thing, right? Uh, yeah. And so it's really Perfect. hard to argue because they, they mix in legitimate cloud seeding stuff with all of these crazy right. ideas of this global level, like, controlling like oh they're they're causing global change they're causing all these droughts they're causing all these extreme weathers you know el, el nino's the government it's a government weapon against black people i've heard that i have heard really? that statement that yes one I've never heard. Uh, <laughs> but you know some people you can have a conversation with and some people you just got to walk away from right uh, so last on this list of the top 10 conspiracies that are going on uh, and this one makes me sick and and we've never talked about this, so if if you believe this, uh, just be quiet. <laughs> uh, cool. The Holocaust did not happen. Uh, yeah, I can't. So that's a. Uh, I, I can't go with that one either. That's there. Yep. There's too many pictures. There's of from yep. the time. There's too yep. many people. There's too much history across the entire you know United States and Western Europe. There's living witnesses. Exactly, and. So, with medical issues from the stuff yes. that's going on, right? Yes. You just, yes. if you believe that the Holocaust did not happen, 
and you're listening to this show, just stop. Just go away. I, I don't want to be involved with you. You're a horrible human being. And that's one of the very few things that I'm willing to just cut that demographic right out right now. Uh, you, you know what's funny is you bring that up, Chris, and that's something I've never even looked into, never even – I mean, I've heard of it, but, you know, most conspiracies, I'll go dig around. I didn't even right, bother. Right. It's a waste of time. And it's it's shameful and it's hateful to, like – It is. You know, to a group of people that have gone through something like that to essentially yep. erase that from history in your mind. That's one thing. But on top of that, you are literally accusing these people of lying. So Yeah, that's uh, – yeah. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. <laughs> Good. I'm glad to hear it. <laughs> we might have an issue. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no. That's why I said I haven't needed, it wasn't even worth time researching or even entertaining it, in, 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 entertaining it any longer. Right. I heard it one time, and so you just brought it up for the second time. Yep, and that's you know uh, enough to say that it's ridiculous, and we shouldn't talk about it. That's about the extent of it. Let's never talk yep. about it on the show again. <laughs> talk about what? What were we talking about? Exactly. Uh, the reptilians came in and wiped my brain out. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Charged by the Illuminati, of course. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so we talked about a lot of these things. So the some of the bias, we talked a little bit about confirmation bias, right? That you give more weight to evidence that supports what you already believe, even if it doesn't support that. Uh, if you just think that it does, it, it concretes in your brain. It's a legitimate thing that happens in your brain. And well, again, a lot of people don't understand uh, a bias, like a, a cognitive bias isn't inherently bad or wrong. It just means you have a tendency to believe this thing and that tendency is not based on any form of reason or logic or fact. Now, sometimes that thing can be right. So uh, I, I'm pretty sure that we don't agree on this topic, and, and I don't really get into it a lot on the show But when it about like my beliefs anyways, but uh, when it comes to like climate change, right? So for the moment, let's say uh, that we both believe that climate change is a real thing that happens exactly the way that the majority of scientists say it happened, okay? Let's put right. let's put that there. Uh, there are people who believe that to be true, who believe it through fallacious arguments, and I call these people accidentally right. And the problem that I have with them is that they're accidentally right, which means there's no validity in their thought process, in the in the arguments and the reasoning that they make uh, to ensure that they're going to be accurate and scientific and factual on other topics. It just happens to be trendy, and they fall into what so many people fall into who aren't experts in things, that it's essentially, it's not really an authority bias. It's, it's They find somebody that they place value in that they trust. And it doesn't matter what background this person has, if, they're, if they have a science background, if they're a celebrity, if it's whatever. For whatever reason, they've placed their trust in this person. And if that person says this thing is what it is, that's what they believe. And I think that's happened a lot on the climate control issue on both sides because you've got people like Bill Nye and uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson who are big names in, in science on the left. And they say this is true, and we trust them, therefore we say it's true. Even though some of these people have never looked at a research paper, they've never looked at the science, they've never actually done any research on their own. Uh, and so that's a problem, because when it comes to other things, uh, they're 
their judgment isn't isn't based on reality. You know what I mean? So, uh, so what you're telling me is Alex Jones may not be telling us the truth. <laughs> Alex Jones is a perfect example because as we've talked about uh, in the past, like you and I understand right. that Alex right. Jones is entertainment. Right, his, exactly. You know, he is something that you look at. He's like Duffel Bag or The Onion to me, right? Uh, he right. is a ridiculous <laughs> caricature of the alt-right. That's what I see when I see him. And I'm not sure if he has just convinced himself that he is this thing and these things are correct and believes it, or if he is fully cognizant of the fact that he was representing this caricature, right? I have no idea. Uh, but, you know, he's doing his thing and he's making his money doing it. So I don't see him stopping anytime soon. Uh, and he's got the followers. He does. He's, he's the people that you're talking about that will listen to him and believe whatever he says. Exactly. And that's the problem is people have placed this trust in him for whatever reason. Usually it comes about by this echo chamber effect. I, I'm sure you've heard of that, right? Right. Yeah. So he starts off, they go in there and he says something that kind of resonates with something that they already believe. Right. And they're like, yeah. Yeah, that's that's right. Yep. And they go more and eventually they go past the point of stuff that they've already, you know, believe and they start talking about more ridiculous and more extreme stuff. And so now they're not like, yeah, I I believe that. This guy believes what I believe. They're like, yeah, this guy believes that. It must be true because he believes other things that I believe. And that's where that kind of starts. And, and it's not just Alex Jones. There's people on the left and the right. Right, but, right, right. But it comes There's it's a it's a combination of that that echo chamber and that confirmation bias. Uh, so it's it's a crazy it's a crazy circle and it's hard even when we know about these things to try and avoid them right like I mean it's part of your brain yeah it's uh <clears throat> it's just one of those things like you said it just resonates you know someone like that keeps telling you and telling you and just like you said you eventually you believe it to be true because mm -hmm. he said well how'd you know that because he said it or she said it, or whoever said right it. well I heard it on Alex uh, Jones and it's like most normal. Uh, people. I don't know if normal is the right word, but I guess reasonable people would be like, you heard it on where? All right, I'm going to walk away now. <laughs> yeah. You know? um, so that's, uh, we talked about proportionality bias, distrust of government or authority. We talked about that. Uh, intentionality bias. See, this is an interesting we didn't talk about. Uh, intentionality bias is where we see intentions. And I think this is probably a huge thing with conspiracy theorists. Uh, by which, I mean, that's kind of our, our term that we're using to call these people who are believing in things that aren't necessarily, you know, reasonable, I guess, to say, or they go beyond what we would call skeptical questioning into uh, denier questioning, right? So intentionality is essentially you see somebody do something or something happens and uh, you see an intent in that movement or action you know, it's not even just in, in, in animals and humans. Sometimes it's even in inanimate objects or events. You see something, and in your brain, you form a connection between that event and some intent to do something, even if none exists, right? And we see that with, like, mass shootings, with, like, a, a big example of this is false flags. Anytime anything happens, anything at all, that somehow challenges something that you believe in say you're a second rights uh, a second amendment rights advocate right now without getting into that and saying it's good bad wrong or indifferent if you fully believe in your second amendment right to do stuff you're going to look at anything that challenges that right with mistrust right right so that's where you start seeing these things where these mass shootings well it's a left agenda 
to get rid of my guns. It's a false flag. It's it's done on purpose. These are, uh, what do they call them, survivor actors or whatever? Yeah, yeah. Crisis and actors. Crisis actors, yeah. And you start coming up with all of these things. So it starts with these little teeny connections that seem reasonable that don't have any fact behind them to say they're true or not true, but you take them as true, right? And so that's a building step. And so the next thing you see, well, since this last little thing that I saw is obviously true, then it's reasonable to see that this next step is true. And you keep doing that, and eventually you get out here way, way in left field with these things that if you just take them on their own with no prior building up, you're like, whoa, how did you get there? But to them, it's perfectly reasonable because they've taken these steps of these little intentions and connections that they've built over time that seemed reasonable based off of other ones, right? And so that's a big thing in, in conspiracy theory that I that, that I see a lot of the time. Have you ever experienced that? Well, you know, you know what you know what feeds that is when the politicians come out after an event like that and starts talking the left wing, you know, gun control sure. or what have you. Then that feeds what's not there mm-hmm. now, you know, and it's not intentional, I'm sure, because, you know, politicians capitalize, whether it's appropriate at the time, it just happened recently. It wasn't really appropriate for that person to come out and start talking gun control, but it feeds that conspiracy where it could have been, you know, as false flag. It was whatever, because they came out, even though it wasn't, it was related, but you know what I mean? It wasn't meant to be a conspiracy thing. Right. And that's exactly yeah. what I'm talking about. I'm like, you really right, nailed right. it because these things, there's no grand orchestra scheme of something that's going on when these happens. It's a playbook. It's a cause and effect, and you can see it, and you can predict it, and it happens every single time. Boom. Mass shooting. couple hours go by. It starts on Twitter. We need to ban guns. No, it yep. wasn't the bans that was gun. These guns were already legal. Oh, no, if this doesn't happen, back and forth, back and forth. The, right, right. You know, it's the same playbook all the way up to the end in which nothing actually changes in any way to prevent it from happening again, right? We, we very rarely pass new gun laws. We very rarely uh, look into something else to see to, to stop these things from happening. It all goes back and it ends up kaput, nothing. We just fight over this on the internet, the same arguments every time. And it, it's, it feeds on each other. Now, you step back and you look at this, you're, whole, you're like, oh, well, well, this is the massive left plan or this is the massive right plan. But it's not. It's individuals reacting to things. And it's the same initiator that starts this. So it makes sense that you'd have the same responses down the line, right? Right. But, no, yeah. it's, it's, it, you're right. It's, it's a constant cycle. And, and it's the same thing over and over again. It just doesn't go anywhere. If and that, you're right. It's the same it's the same, same topics come up for say the mass shooting. Same thing. It, it mm-hmm. just keeps coming up. And and you probably agree. You can pick you can pick stuff from both sides. And you should. To me, yes. that is the Agreed. reasonable path. Yes. Right. I agree with stuff from both sides. So. Yeah, I don't know. People. Yeah, I mean, it all comes back to how polarized we've gotten as a country. But. Uh, I agree. I guess we're kind of getting off topic here, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a whole nother show. Yeah, that, that is. Everything's another show. That, that can be I our know, tagline. Right? That's a whole nother show. <laughs> that's it. Dash Science. That's a whole nother show. <laughs> yep. So I, I did find uh, one article about uh, beliefs and conspiracy theories and the need for cognitive closure. Uh, did you come across that one? No, I didn't see that one. This was done in uh, Frontiers in, in Psychology. Uh, so one th- some things that I kind of read in here is uh, let's see my notes are kind of messed up but uh, I'll go I'll I'll push through them. Uh, 
they believe it's part of a broader uh, social intergroup conflict uh, where these theories are used to justify and maintain conflict and give blame to like an unjust social system, right? Uh, and there's shared personality characteristics between uh, people that are really heavy into conspiracy theory that they found. Uh, now, it's interesting because when you do these you know, psychoanalysis on people, these aren't things that they're like, oh, yeah, that's true, that's me. They're just things that they demonstrate in their behaviors and their actions and their beliefs, right? So I can read these out, and I'm going to, but if you're a conspiracy theorist and you really believe these, uh, you're going to say, nope, that's bullshit, that's not me. But these aren't things that we're generally conscious in ourselves, right? So I just want to put that out there. Not that it's going to make any difference to people, they're still going to say it's bullshit. But uh, <laughs> So shared personality uh, characteristics, there's a sense of powerlessness, uh, an inability to affect change, and feelings of insignificance within the society that they live in. Uh, so, And that kind of comes up that they're there's nothing wrong with them as a person. There's nothing, they're not inferior in any way. So it must be that some authority figure or organization is doing things behind the scenes to control stuff. So I found that kind of interesting. That was something that came out of this. Well, it kind of, kind of makes sense, actually. It does, if you think about it. If you don't internalize yeah. it and you think about it in a broad sense, I mean, it makes sense. So... The other thing that it found is that uh, people that are more authoritarian uh, are less likely to believe in conspiracy because they have a, a larger trust for governments or authority organizations. So that's interesting. That makes sense. I can see that. Um, there was one thing. I don't know if I could find it. I had it, and then yesterday when we were going to record and it shut down, there was a really, really interesting tweet that I found, and I wasn't sure who it was from. I'll see if I can kind of paraphrase it and remember it because – it really was interesting, and it, it, it mimics what I say. The, I believe the tweet said something like, the right says that we need our guns to protect us from the government, but it is ridiculous to mistrust government officials with guns and to question or to second-guess their, their reasoning for shooting things. So on one hand, they say we need these guns to protect us from the government. And on the other hand, they're saying second-guessing government employees shooting people and the reasonings behind that is ridiculous. So that's kind of yeah. counter, right, to the thought process? Yeah. On the other side, the left says guns are killing machines. We shouldn't have them. The government has a history of being racist and prejudiced. The only people who should have these killing things are government people. Yeah. <laughs> so equally contradictive of itself, right? Right. <laughs> so, I mean, it's it's generalization. Like any, you know, one-sentence explanation of things, it, it misses a whole lot. But I find it interesting to think about that because, you know, when you start talking about... Uh, say, abortion and gay rights, you start hearing similar arguments from the different sides, depending on which topic you're talking about. And I've gone through the different things that are kind of main arguments between the conservative and liberal sides and have found that if you blank out the topic and just read the argument, you don't know which side you're looking at and you don't know for sure what they're arguing about. Because all of the arguments start to blend in and look the same. Uh, it, 
I was just I was looking at something. I was reading some while you're doing that. Yeah, it's the same thing with the uh, recent events, the like, like protest, the protesting when they start. You go to both sides, and they're basically making the same argument, kind of. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, absolutely. Oh, look, we have somebody. I just saw. Uh, let's see. You could say people who are in. Positions of authority tend to not believe in conspiracies because they don't believe there is something that they cannot control. I just realized we had somebody uh, in the chat. I kind of got sidetracked. That's the downside of having uh, four monitors is you're not always looking at the one you need to be when you need to be looking you at it. You got to scan them. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not used to that one being up there in the corner yet. You kind of came in at the end of our show there, little Roker. So sorry about that. But uh, you can catch us again next Friday. Uh, I think we'll be keeping the 7 to 8-ish, 8.30-ish uh, time frame here. So do uh, you have anything else to end with there, uh, Derek? Nope. Nope. That was, uh, like I said, there was about... 20 different shows we could have done out of this one. Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> we need to start having uh, notes. Like, oh, we need to do a show know, on this. Right? <laughs> All right. No, well, I, think, I think that wraps it up. Yeah, I think so. Uh, uh, thanks for stopping by, Little Roker. Thanks for, for helping me uh, with the show there, Derek. And uh, I'll talk to you again, and we'll be here again next week. Sounds good. I don't care about the state of art. Everything I care about is falling apart. Don't want to hear about the new design. I don't mind if I get left behind. Well, that was our show this week. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, one more correction as I was going through editing. I noticed that I said there was something like 280 countries in the world. That is way off. That's like 100 extra. It's like uh, 195. I went back and checked. 195 countries uh, on Earth. Just so that you know, you don't have to write me angry emails. Uh, I did catch that, and now I fixed it, and now everything is right in the world. So if you want to check us out on Facebook, you can go to facebook.com slash dash of science. You can catch me on Twitter at Physicist Chris. You can check us out on Twitch, do our live shows at twitch.tv slash Physicist Chris. You can also check out Derek on his channel at twitch.tv slash bald guy tv where he gets more into these conspiracy theories type stuff this is really his realm of stuff that he enjoys talking about uh but yeah if you check us out on our facebook you can find a link to our discord chat where you can come in and talk to us live anytime you want that we are also there uh which uh we usually are one of the two of us are usually around on discord um if you want to send us questions, you can send us an email at chris at dashofscience.com. You can send us topic ideas. You can send us questions. Uh, if there's something that you really want to discuss, whatever it is, if you just want to say, hey, you're cool or hey, you suck, uh, I'd prefer the cool and, and, and not so much the hey, you suck. But if you've just really got to send it, feel free. That's chris at dashofscience.com. But that's our show for you this week. And hopefully we'll see you again or you'll hear us again next week. As always, the music for the show is brought to you by Brad Sucks at bradsucks.net. The name of the song is State of the Art, so you can go there, check them out, and support them. Great music. Appreciate it if you did. All right, bye now.